Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. Fly, oh, fly. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Monday, July 24th, 10-game slate. Off day for some teams. Other teams, they are in action. Brendan Glasheen joined today by Sean Zarillo and BJ Cunningham. Payoff Pitch comes your way this week three times. Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We certainly appreciate it. We're making that finals uh, final push here to the trade deadline. Second half we know is underway. Um, more to come on trade deadline special, or we'll touch on the deadline if it uh, works out for us. Let me just look really quickly live in time. The deadline is August 1st, if I remember correctly. So we would have a show that morning. That could be chaos, but uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. But deadline's next week. So, And there are some series that start tonight that are crucial for some teams' futures and how they may approach next Tuesday's deadline. But for our purposes, we know we are here to deliver best bets and dive into the slate. Sean Zarillo, author of Opening Pitch. You can find it at Action Network, Action Network app. Breaks down the slate, previews everything, dives into the pitching matchups, etc. cetera. Uh, Zarillo, a best bet that you have for Monday on a shorter slate. <laughs> Taking the Philadelphia Phillies in both halves here, like them up to about minus 140 for the first five innings, closer to minus 135 for the full game. Projections about minus 150 for the first five innings and minus 145 for the full game. So pretty substantial edge compared to where I had them projected and where the actual betting market is. Dean Kramer, if you've been following my stuff, a pitcher that we have pretty regularly bet against. Expected ERA, 5.6. Pitch modeling metrics, closer to league average, 100 pitching plus rating, 94 stuff plus. Uh, But, you know, the bottom end of this Orioles rotation is where I've basically attacked them against Kyle Gibson, against Dean Kramer. And Christopher Sanchez is a pitcher who I think has some interesting qualities this year. I don't think his stuff plus has necessarily improved. He's a bit of a slider only guy. But his command is getting better. His strikeout minus walk rate is up about 7%. 
compared to his first two seasons in the major leagues. His command location plus numbers have certainly improved. Not the easiest matchup for him. The Orioles are better against lefties than righties. The Phillies on paper technically are better against righties than or against lefties than righties as well. So technically, it seems like the Orioles should have the advantage in the hitting for this matchup. But on paper, modeling it out, I make the Phillies offense about 10% better in terms of this actual split that they're both in for this matchup. So the Phillies, as I said, projected them closer to minus 145, minus 150. Getting around minus 115 to minus 120 seems like a nice, healthy edge at this price point. Uh, And there's a nice amount of room to play them to minus 145 and minus 135, respectively. Okay, excellent. Total at nine and a half for this game. Uh, Baltimore is a dog, or they're even money for full game. uh, First five, as Zarilla said, Philadelphia is favored. They're at minus 150 first five now over at BetMGM. Uh, BJ, I think you're going to target this game as well. As we know, Baltimore just coming off a great weekend against Tampa. They're now six and two against Tampa. They take three out of four. They have a two game lead in the American league East. How would you like to approach uh, Dean Kramer day? And it's Kramer, yeah. not Kramer. Debundo. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like the over first uh, five, five runs. You can find that at minus minus one ten at pet MGM. You know, Sean mentioned it, obviously Dean Kramer, a 5.6 expected ERA pitcher. He's also in the bottom 10 percentile among major league starting pitchers and expected weighted on base average allowed expected slugging allowed and expected batting average allowed. And even his last start, you know, against the Dodgers, the Dodgers did an incredible job of laying off anything out of the zone. And he's really struggling to get batters to chase those type of pitches. And Kramer is also a very straightforward type pitcher. I mean, his main three pitches are a fastball sinker and a cutter. And all of those pitches are allowing an expected weight on base average over 350. And he's failing to keep the ball off the opponent's barrel, 11% bail rate allowed. You know, Christopher Sanchez, like Sean mentioned, is a very interesting profile. Like he's a very heavy ground ball pitcher. He's got a 54.5% ground ball rate this season because his main pitch is a sinker change. I mean, like Sean mentioned, a slider, the stuff plus on that sinker and changeup isn't really good, but his slider has been effective. And when you dig deeper into his stat cast metrics, you know, he's below the 30th percentile and, you know, average exit velocity allowed barrel rate allowed and hard hit rate allowed. And the Orioles are good. Like Sean mentioned, are good against left-handed pitching. They do have the ability to throw eight right-handed batters at him. So I'm projecting 6.1 runs here for the first five innings. So I think there's a decent edge on over five runs. All right. Very good. So we're both on uh in that game. I think we just double check my tabs here. This is a ESPN plus game tonight too. So if you have a, uh... Subscription there, you can tune in. Baltimore and Philadelphia. Good series uh, that sets up this week between those two teams. Let's find out if we're going to fade the public today. A little bit of a different direction, because typically when we touch on fading the public, it's a lot of money coming in on a big, you know, heavy juice favorite, and they're playing a lowly suck bag team. That is not the case. It's actually quite the opposite. Pittsburgh is getting a lot of money tonight against you, Darvish, and the Padres. Padres just played in Detroit. They played an early game yesterday, the Peacock Sunday game. So they're back home against Pittsburgh, and the Pirates are getting some love. 62% of the bets, 91% of the cash on Pittsburgh. Now, we say all that. It is, we're recording on a Monday morning. Who knows what, what could change throughout the course of the day. So money could easily flip-flop. But for our purposes, at least early on, Zarello, people like Pittsburgh. And I saw you put Pittsburgh in the app last night. That didn't surprise me because the Buccos take it on the Padres, who are super inconsistent. That lines up. But give a little more analysis. 
why you're on Pittsburgh, please. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yeah, I skipped the Quinn Priester debut last week against the Guardians, which it seemed like a lot of our people were on. I just didn't see value on that game. But I do like the Pirates here. I made their line closer to plus 190. So getting about plus 215, plus 210, I think is a solid enough edge in order to make this bet. As I've mentioned with the Pirates, they're a difficult team to project right now just because of all of the young players that they have on their roster. We don't have a ton of major league splits for these guys, such as Andy Rodriguez, Nick Gonzalez, Henry Davis, and a limited sample, Jared Trio and a limited sample. They have basically a lineup of half veterans and half rookies, and the rookies, you don't really know how well they're going to perform. It's, you know, when you have one rookie in the lineup, it's a bit different than projecting half of a lineup full of rookie hitters. So uh, I think the range of outcomes is significantly wider than it is for most teams, especially when you add in the fact that they have a rookie starter. Priester doesn't project particularly well for me. About a 5.2 model weighted ERA. Darvish under four, around 3.9. So a big difference in the starting pitching matchup. Padres bullpen advantage, Padres offensive advantage. So, you know, there's nothing I can point to here specifically that says, this is why I like the Pirates in this game beyond the price point. I made them about 35% and plus 190. The market's telling you it thinks they're closer to 31%. So we're betting that two and a half, two percent edge and hoping that they win closer to 35% of the time than 31% of the time. BJ Cunningham, anything to add? Any chance you'd come back in on Pittsburgh and ride with the people as of right now? Yeah. I mean, I made the Pirates uh plus 178. So a decent enough edge there for me as well. You know, Priester is the Pirates' fourth ranked prospect coming up. He's got an outstanding curveball grade as a 70 out of an 80 scale uh, per fan graphs. But like Sean said, there's nothing really we can point here and say that the Pirates have all these advantages. It's just the fact that the Padres are still a average offense against right-handed pitching. You Darvish has been not his elite self, like, you know, maybe he was two years ago as a Cy Young candidate, but still a solid pitcher, at a, you know, 3.9 ERA. Really can't point to much else just a small projection edge here on the pirates. So I'll probably end up betting them at plus two twenty at bet MGM before this podcast is over. Very good. Plus two twenty, Yes. Available over at uh, bet MGM. And like you said on Darvish, not as he's one fine. of his he's fine. Like he's pitching very well. He's just not elite at this point. Yep. Well, I, th- I was waiting for a stuff plus nugget, but I guess no, we don't need to do that. Well, tune in tomorrow, and Anthony DeMondo will say it. Uh, we'll put the over-under at 12 and a half. Uh, Darvish, hard hit rates up this year, line drive rate, uh, strikeout percentage is slightly down from years prior. Um, so he's kept the ball in the ballpark for the most part. But, um, yeah, I think it um, makes some sense. And Padres, you know, traveling in a different time zone. We've talked about this before. It's not quite Sunday night baseball. I realized that they had a noon game. It was an earlier game yesterday, but that, uh, that that's kind of some brutal travel to then have to play the next night back at home. Granted baseball betting season is here. So get in on the action with the king of sports books, sign up with BetMGM using bonus code action and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Okay, underdogs next. Consensus underdog. We need like a a ticker, like a siren when there's a consensus underdog. Oh, good God. It's the Royals. Wee, 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 wee. Yay. There you go, Zerillo. There's the energy. Love it. Where's my dog? Uh-huh. There's my dog. Where's my dog? Kansas City's lost five in a row. BJ mm-hmm. said before we hit record, they can't score. But we're, you're, you're betting Kansas City today. Why? Well, they can score. They just they always get within one run and then just lose. They did that to the Yankees, I think, all three games against the Yankees this weekend. But I mean, here's the deal. Yeah, Ryan Yarbrough. Yeah. Ryan Yarbrough, he's not been good this season. But when you split his numbers from his time in the bullpen, he did make seven appearances there versus his time as a starter. He's slightly better as a starter, 4.8x FIP as a starter, 6.5x FIP as a reliever. And Yarbrough over his career has been an elite pitcher at generating soft contact. He's consistently been in the 90th percentile or above in average exit velocity allowed and hard hit rate allowed. And this year is obviously no different. But what's really working for him in this matchup is the Guardians are just terrible against left-handed pitching. Like, their bottom five and weight on base average and weight runs created plus against lefties. They have the lowest hard hit rate in baseball against lefties. Not to mention, against Yarbrough's pitch combination of sinker, cutter, curveball, and changeup, the Guardians have a minus 11 run value against those four pitches, the left-handed version of them. He'll be going against Logan Allen, who's a negative regression candidate, 3.2 ERA, 4.2 expected ERA. Allen... It's been a little too reliant on his fastball. 46% of the time, opponents have over 350 expected weighted on base average against it. And the stuff plus on that pitch is barely above 80. He does have a good sweeper. His changeup is well below average. So to maintain the 3.2 type ERA with one pitch, I just don't see him uh, sustaining that over a long period of time. And I get it. The Royals are so bad. They're, they do hit lefties a little better than righties, Brendan. Dead last against righties, 22nd against lefties. I have the Guardians only projected at minus 135, so I think you're getting a decent edge on the Royals, which I believe the best price is still at plus 167. And over at BetMGM, it's come down to plus 155. Zerillo, Mm. the Guardians have won seven straight Logan Allen starts. And you like Kansas City? What can you add? 
with BJ on the, the Royals here, projected this line at plus 145. I believe he said plus 135. BJ, did you bet the over in this matchup too? I haven't looked at it yet. Let me see what I, you can go ahead and talk and I'll, uh, I also bet the number. over eight and a half, uh, at minus 120. I like that to up to even money projected this at 9.3. We'll hear where BJ has his total Nine, at 9.4. There we go. Yep. So oh, over, over have. eight and a half, nine at even money looks like a solid bet on this game as well. Wouldn't normally expect that with two offenses that rank in the bottom three, bottom four against left-handed pitching. Uh, but I think given the quality of the pitching, that's where you get to the number. Um, you know, BJ said all of the points really that I would make Yarborough better as a starter than as a reliever this season. He had a 4.4 expected ERA the past couple of years with the Rays fell off a little bit at the start of this season. It seems like he's coming back into form though and getting back to that 4.4 type level, uh, 4.8 expected FIP as a starter thus far. And again, still rounding into form. All right. Consensus underdog, Kansas city Royals. Love it. Love the the chemistry on the podcast on a Monday morning before we go uh, final bets. I know you guys will log these in the app. You might add some as the day moves forward. Uh, Zarello, you got a couple and then we'll go to BJ. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah. I'm about to add after we jump off the podcast, we'll be adding the Rockies and also the over in that matchup against the nationals in terms of bets that are already in the app for me, the Milwaukee Brewers minus 110, like them up to minus 115. The Texas Rangers, in both halves today, I think this is a decent spot for Texas. I like them to minus 130 for the first five innings and minus 110 for the full game. And then lastly, the Minnesota Twins going against the Seattle Mariners. I'm not sure if this game was last Tuesday, but last week we had the exact same pitching matchup with the exact same teams, the Mariners and the Twins, Kenta Maeda, facing mm-hmm. off in Seattle. Or yes, they were in Seattle for the last matchup against Luis Castillo. Now they're switching home fields going from Seattle to Minnesota. The line for the first game opened at plus 145, closed at plus 130. We got ahead of that. Based on switching home field, you would expect that plus 130 line to come out to about plus 105 at home, which is roughly where the Twins were last night. But I projected, compared to that plus 130 number from last week, still about a 3% edge between my number and the betting market. So granted, even though the betting market had sort of sharpened up and put the Twins at plus 105 last night, I still saw about a 3% edge between where I projected it and where the betting market was. So Twins were a bet for me in this exact game five days ago. The over was a bet for me in this exact game five days ago. The weather aligns, both betting and over again. I like the Twins here in both halves. Minus 113 for the first five innings, minus 107 for the full game, and then also the over seven up to minus 122 or over eight to minus 103. Um, I mean, the the long and the short of it is Kentamaeta, Luis Castillo. The underlying metrics are very comparable and the twins actually hit righties. They don't hit lefties. So the, the starting pitching matchup here is much closer than you might assume, considering how many strikeouts Castillo is racking up and also Maeda coming off an of injury, but he's gotten back to his pre-injury levels. Okay, very good. Before we, so Zarillo said he's on uh, Texas today, first five in the game. Now, I just looked up Jordan Alvarez of the Astros. There was a report, or I think it was the GM of the Astros, uh, Dana Brown, said that Jordan Alvarez, there's a chance he'd return for this series. I, I don't know if that's tonight. So monitor news there if, if you're, you know, prop purposes and fantasy, if you do that kind of thing. But 
Uh, this is a big weekend. BJ, you said this. this is a big weekend or a big week, mm-hmm. I should say. A big series here for Houston. If they want to hang in the race, they're three out. You like Texas tonight, too. Just looking at BetMGM, just to kind of paint the picture here. Astros are plus 130 to come out of the division. And Texas makes sense as the favorite with a three-game lead, minus 160. You like Texas tonight as well. Does It's my long way of asking, does Houston have any sniff this week to maybe get back in the race to, to make that division a race? I mean, they're only three back, so it's not like it's an insurmountable lead for them to, even if they drop, you know, two of three here, they're still going to have a decent shot to get back in this. I mean, the thing about this matchup is I'm not the biggest fan of John Gray, but Brandon Bielek's been a huge negative regression candidate. He's been a 3.4 ERA, 5.5 expected ERA. He's having control issues, really high walk per nine rate. And going up against the Texas lineup, that hits literally everything, no matter what you throw at them. Uh, It's a very difficult matchup here for Houston. So I'm with Sean. I'm on Rangers full game and first five as well. I also like the over full game and over in the first five innings in the late night Blue Jays Dodgers game. Jose Barrios continues to be a negative regression candidate, you know, ERA sitting around three and a half expected ERA, almost a full run higher at 4.6. Michael Groves coming back into the rotation for the Dodgers. He's been kind of bad (laughs) through his first 50 innings here at the big leagues. He's got over a five expected ERA. He throws a fastball quite often. It's the one pitch you cannot throw the Blue Jays. They absolutely obliterate fastballs. They're very good against right-handed pitching. So two elite offenses against right-handed pitching with two, right now, based on expected metrics, average to below average starting pitchers. And I'm projecting 10.5 runs for the first five and a little over six for the first uh, five innings. So I like over in in both halves in Dodgers and Blue Jays. Um. Zarillo, sorry, you have something to add just on Jordan? If you wanted to weigh in on that, I didn't really go to you. I know Jordan was one of your favorite picks for MVP before the season. Just a quick thought on that outlook of the division in the West, AOS. Yeah, Jordan's my guy. He's literally my Twitter profile picture. Um, yeah, I bet the Astros at the All-Star break to win the AOS at plus money. Uh, mm-hmm. I still believe I was anticipating the Jordan injury or the, you know, the return from injury shortly after the break. I believe Altuve should be coming back relatively soon i'm not sure what the prognosis is for lance mccullers but uh the you know the astros have the assets to add at the deadline and with seager going down for the rangers i think that's a really significant injury because other than shohei otani he was probably the american league mvp to this point ops well over a thousand um Corey seager is not a player i feel like people don't talk about him that much as a superstar even though he is and he is one of the richest players in the game but That was a significant injury for them. And pitching for pitching, you know, in these matchups, Houston should largely have the advantage. It isn't the case for this matchup with Brandon Belak going against John Gray. But by and large, I think starter for starter, I give Houston the advantage pretty much if they're playing head-to-head games. And the offense does point to Texas. The bullpen points to Houston. So it's really going to be a lot of can Texas outslug the Astros pitching, especially once Jordan gets back in there? One, you know, Jordan Altuve, that makes the series a bit more even because it moves the Astros offense up. But yeah, I like the Astros the rest of the way. I wouldn't lay juice on them at this point. I said I got plus money at the break. Um, but I, yeah, I think plus 130 at MGM right now. So, you know, let's just, this is the easy thing to do, right? And it's something I always talk about, but it's very easy to see. So, 
looking at Fangraphs and where they have them. Fangraphs still has them winning the division 37.5% of the time. They have Texas winning at 55%. So it would not recommend Houston as a bet at plus 130. And Pakoda has Houston winning the division 70.8% of the time. And it would recommend them as a value bet. So you take those two numbers, the 70.8% and the 37.5%, and you add them together, you get 108.3%, which is uh, 54%. And you said you can get plus 130. So if you take the average of the consensus market, right, plus 130 is 44%. I said the average between Pakoda and Fangraphs is closer to 54%. You can justify a bet on Houston at plus 130 to win the AOS right now. Um, would I do it tonight? No, because I think they lose tonight. But before the final two games of the series, yeah. I mean, the the project, regardless of whether they win or lose tonight, mm-hmm. the projections for Fangraphs and Bacoda are not going to change enough to move you off of potentially betting at. The price is just going to be different. So the opportunity isn't going to change. Just make sure you time it correctly. I wouldn't bet it tonight. I would wait till at least tomorrow if, you think they have a better chance of winning. All right. That's good insight using our uh, friends over at Pocota and Fangraphs to yep. paint the picture. Uh, it, by the way, it's Evaldi, JP France tomorrow. And then Wednesday, we've got Andrew Heaney and Framber Valdez. That is yeah, so maybe, be, maybe you wait till game three, you know, hope the Astros lose the first two games of the series and then jump in before game three and they go their separate ways. And uh, maybe Houston's able to, Pull ahead now that Jordan is seems that Jordan Jordan uh, Brandon you mentioned it he should be back in the lineup tonight you know all things yeah. uh, if everything went well during his rehab assignment it seems like he should be back tonight so pointing pointing in that direction so okay don't forget to follow Sean Zarillo and BJ Cunningham in the action app Zarillo's opening pitch column is up with breakdown of tonight's ten game slate so. Find uh, the fellas there uh, in the app. And please leave us that five-star rating and review wherever you listen to Payoff Pitch. We appreciate the feedback. Brendan Glasheen, your host, signing off. Thanks for listening, everybody, to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. We are back tomorrow, Tuesday, July 25th. We'll, We'll talk to you then. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.